Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the Word, pray the Word, study the Word, proclaim the Word, and live the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. From the time I began this podcast, I have opened with this scripture And prayer is a reminder that we are a temple of the Holy Spirit, and he is our teacher. Doing this study and answering the personal questions yourself is where you are going to find healing and develop a close, intimate relationship with God. So let's begin with the application from last Sunday's 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The first reading tells us, that wisdom is a gift from God. The second reading shows us that God's word is like a hammer that smashes the rocks in our life. 
The gospel reveals God calling us to be all that we can be. This week, show your family your true wealth, not your worldly possessions, but the real treasure that is in your heart. Show them the power of God's holy word by taking time to read scripture each day to your children. Read scripture with your spouse every day. Witness to your family that they are rich in being children of God. Remember, respectability is in not do, but in what you do. Remember, to some people in your walk of life, the only Bible that they will read will be you. I am answering this application on the memorial of the guardian angels. I just read Exodus 23, centering on verses 20 to 23. I am sending out an email to my children suggesting they read it and experience the love of God in providing us with an angel to protect us in this crazy mixed up world where Satan and his minions are prowling around trying to devour us. God's love is so great. He has given us angels to guard us and his spirit to teach us all about the kingdom of God. What was a helpful or a new thought from the readings or from the homily you heard on Sunday? And from what you learned, what personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? Deacon Ken from an old book answered, God's word is like a hammer that smashes away all obstacles. His application, by staying in the word daily and praying that my family will become people of the word also. I did, O Ken. Reading and studying God's word, I have come to experience the love of God. Living in the spiritual world, reading and studying God's word, I find peace. Living in this world, I find turmoil with all that is going on in the world. But as I turn to God and stay close to my family and friends, I continue to have peace and experience the love of God. This Sunday is the 29th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The gospel is from Mark 10, 35 to 45. Zebedee's sons, James and John, approached him. Teacher, they said, we want you to grant our request. What is it? He asked. They replied, see to it that we sit one at your right and the other at your left when you come into your glory. Jesus told them, you do not know what you are asking. Can you drink the cup I shall drink or be baptized in the same bath of pain as I? We can, they told him. Jesus said in response, from the cup I drink of, you shall drink. The bath I am immersed in, you shall share. But as for sitting at my right or my left, that is not mine to give. It is for those to whom it has been reserved. The other 10 on hearing this became indignant at James and John. Jesus called them together and said to them, you know how among the Gentiles, those who seem to exercise authority 
lorded over them. Their great ones make their importance felt. It cannot be like that with you. Anyone among you who aspires to greatness must serve the rest. Whoever wants to rank first among you must serve the needs of all. The son of man has not come to be served, but to serve, to give his life in ransom for the many. The word of the Lord. The questions. What did James and John ask Jesus? Teacher, we want you to grant our request. Grant that in your glory, we may sit one at your right and the other at your left. When Peter said they had given up everything to follow Jesus, what did Jesus say would happen to them? Matthew 19, 27 to 28. I give you my solemn word. In the new age, when the Son of Man takes his seat upon a throne befitting his glory, you who have followed me shall likewise take your places on 12 thrones to judge the 12 tribes of Israel. Three, what was Jesus' reply to James and John? You do not know what you are asking. Can you drink the cup I shall drink or be baptized in the same bath of pain as I? What did Jesus say about baptism with which he was be he he must be baptized? Luke 12:50 tells us, I have a baptism to receive. What anguish I feel till it is over. What was James and John's response to Jesus? And what did Jesus say about the cup and the baptism? Their response was, We can. And from the cup I drink of, you shall drink. The bath I am immersed in, you shall share. What happened to James, the brother of John, and to John? Acts 12, 2, and Revelations 1, 9. He was beheaded, and John was exiled to the island of Patmos. In what way have you suffered for the sake of Christ or what you believe. This is the personal. Deacon Ken said, speaking out against contraception, homosexual acts, masturbation, abortion. In another book, he wrote, I have suffered very little because of my faith, but I can attest to Ken's uh, speaking out against these things that he had suffered a lot and was not liked for it. And I have my answer to that question. I have suffered the attacks of Satan hitting me with loneliness, bouts of confusion, short bouts of depression. And in reality, I believe and know what God tells me in his word to be true. He will never leave me or forsake me. I am precious in his eyes and I am doing all he is asking of me by responding to the needs of others and praying with them or for them. I have to keep telling myself, take every thought captive in obedience to Christ when I get these attacks and go to scripture. I suffer from not thinking I do enough. The truth is I respond to others in their time of need. Seven, what did Jesus tell James and John about sitting at his right or left? 
But as for sitting at my right or my left, that is not mine to give. It is for those to whom it has been reserved. How did the 10 react to James and John? And what did Jesus say to them? Mark 10, 41 to 42, they became indignant. Jesus said, you know how among the Gentiles, those who seem to exercise authority lord it over them. Their great ones make their importance felt. What did Jesus say about he who wishes to be great or first among them? It cannot be that way with you. Anyone among you who aspires to greatness must serve the rest. Whoever wants to rank first among you must serve the needs of all. What two things did the Son of Man come to do? To serve and to give his life in ransom for the many. A personal question. How have you taken on the attitude of a servant in your home, at work, or at school? What can you change today in order to be more of a servant in thinking of the needs of others before yourself? Deacon Ken answered that. My physical illness through prayer, solitude, and getting into the presence of Christ. And I'm learning how to be a servant of God. I try to be available to the needs of the community. He said, very serious. I can become humble and obedient. And I answer that by responding to the needs of others in prayer and being available when needed. And what I can do, maybe by asking the sick if there is anything I can do besides pray for them. Read and meditate on Psalm 33, 4 and 5, 18 to 20 and 22. Please just go ahead and read that whole 4 to 22. It helps to get the context. For upright is the word of the Lord, and all his works are trustworthy. He loves justice and right. Of the kindness of the Lord, the earth is full. But see, the eyes of the Lord are upon those who fear him, upon those who hope for his kindness, to deliver them from death and preserve them in spite of famine. Our soul waits for the Lord, who is our help and our shield. May your kindness, O Lord, be upon us, who have put our hope in you. What is the Lord saying to you personally through the psalm? How can you apply this to your life? Deacon can answer that. May your kindness, O Lord, be upon us, who have put our hope in you. In his application, I will be kind in my speech and my actions to all that I meet. This is how Marie is most of the time. My answer that for upright is the word of the Lord and all his works are trustworthy. His eyes are upon those who fear him, those who reverence him. My application, his eyes are upon me, even when I don't feel his presence. When I sense that famine, just weighed on him. The commentary. Today's gospel, we see a group of ordinary men, not a group of saints. They were plain and ordinary people, just like you and me, whom Jesus sent out to change the world. The story tells us 
something about James and John, that they were ambitious and even a little greedy. James and John may have felt because of their father could employ hired crews that they were entitled to a high place in this earthly kingdom that they thought Jesus was going to create. Jesus knew that in their confusion, they really did believe in him. Bewildered as they may be, Jesus challenges their line of thinking by asking them if they were capable of drinking from his cup. Jesus refers to the word baptized, meaning submerged like a ship that has been wrecked beneath the waves. Psalm 42, 7. Scripture tells us about a flood and the torrent drowning the person. Psalm 124, 4. What Jesus is really saying to them is, can you go through the terrible experience which I have to go through? He was asking them, could they face being drowned, baptized, in hatred and pain and death? as he would be. He was, in effect, telling the two disciples, and he is telling us the same message today, that without a cross, there can never be a crown. The standard of greatness in God's kingdom is the standard of the cross. These two disciples were to experience real greatness later when James was beheaded by King Agrippa. Acts 12.2, and John, though not martyred, suffered much for Christ. Jesus told them that all things and events were in God's control. The other disciples were outraged that they were being left out. The argument probably raged on again for a while. Jesus took immediate action and strongly told them that the standards of greatness in his kingdom and in the kingdom of the world, we're totally in opposition. In the kingdom of the world, the standard of greatness is power. In the kingdom of Jesus, the standard is that of service. Today, Jesus is asking you the same question he asked them. Whose standard of greatness is your standard? The application. The first reading shows that service involves suffering for others. The second reading tells us that Jesus is high priest for us who are still on the way. The gospel reveals that baptized means submerged, drowning, the symbolic way of dying with Christ. This week, share your gifts and talents with those in your family. Give of your time and self freely, and do not worry about time limits. Serve others in your family with some very simple deeds like babysitting, cleaning someone's house, washing a car, reading to a child or someone sick. Remember, we are ordained to serve, not to be served. Your family will recognize your greatness in the glory of your humility and service. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for teaching us that we must serve and not wait to be served. 
Thank you for showing us that. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S. G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.